Hi, and welcome. Today's podcast is Culture is Everything, a guide to building a bulletproof culture to retain and attract the best team members. Boom. What about that? Huh? That's awesome. So listen, uh, this is the Platinum Community or the Platinum Training Technologies podcast. And if you are watching this on YouTube, it is our vidcast. Uh, that absolutely drives my son nuts. He said, Dad, that's not, that's not even a word, vidcast. Well, it is now, right? <laughs> anyway, I hope everyone is doing great. Hey, so again, kind of a continuation of, um, you know, kind of this theme, how to retain and attract, because if you had listened to the last couple of podcasts or vidcasts that I did, uh, one was on, you know, Turnover Tsunami. Uh, that was episode nine. Episode 10 was uh, what is the impact of the recent uh, executive order banning non-competes? And this all goes in with, uh, you know, retention, with kind of COVID fatigue. People are leaving their jobs in huge numbers. They're doing something different. I strongly believe, in addition to a strong training and onboarding program, which Platinum Training Technologies can help you with. We also believe that culture is everything, and we can help you with that too. So how, so how can we help you with culture? Well, one, if you are a, again, small to medium-sized business and you are the business owner, you know, you may have, heck, you may not even be thinking about your culture, but you have a culture whether you know it or not. And again, what type of culture is it? And more than likely, the culture you think you have is different than the culture that actually exists within your organization. So how can we help you? Well, one, I, we would do a survey or what's called an NPS or Net Promoter Score survey in which we would ask, basically ask your team members two questions. One, how likely would they recommend a family member, friend, or colleague to come to work at your place of business on a scale of one to 10? So with that, I have seen scores in the negative numbers. Yes, that is possible, the way it's scored. We can, we, can, we can help you with that. The second question we ask is, please explain your answer. You get a ton of feedback. Now, here's the thing. It's got to be anonymous because if your employees think that they can be tracked or they know who did the answer, you're not going to get true answers. So being a third party, we could help with that uh, being anonymous factor. But with that, we're going to jump right in. Culture is everything, a guide to building a bulletproof culture to retain and attract the best team members. So as we usually do, we're going to start talking about some headlines. Again, don't take my word for it, but I do a lot of research for you so you don't have to. Now, again, this not only impacts the small to medium-sized business owner or the management team, but it also impacts the 45-plus crowd. Again, that's another segment that we kind of cater to. And you know what I'm talking about. If you're 45 plus, you, you've been there, done that. You understand the importance of culture, right? And you can recognize a toxic or terrible culture uh, pretty quick, sometimes even during the interview process. So anyway, let's go back to the headlines. So this is a dateline July 9th, 2021. This is from a CEO World magazine, and the author is Sophie Ireland. And the title is Company Culture is Still Relevant in a Post-COVID World, Even if Employees are Working Remotely. Hey, I believe that 100%. Company culture impacts turnover. Now, the article goes on to say that studies have shown that employees who are satisfied with their organization's culture show significantly less interest in seeking a job elsewhere. This is crucial for employers. This is crucial for you, the small to medium-sized business owner, because right now it's hard to find people, right? So we, first of all, we got to keep the people we got. 
and attract the people we want. To put it simply, turnover costs organizations big money. Not only do organizations pay the tangible cost of recruiting new hires, but they also lose productivity as new employees get up to speed and managers spend time training and mentoring them. Well, heck, we could help you with the training part, okay? Uh, So we can give you back some of your manager's time. So uh, again, Platinum Training Technologies, shameless promotion, but we can help you with training and onboarding as well. So when an employee leaves an organization, the article goes on to say, they will take their wealth of knowledge and expertise with them. Okay, the second point, company culture impacts productivity. Okay, we know that, right? If they're in a toxic or negative culture, it is going to impact their productivity. Uh, Third point, company culture impacts marketing and sales. So when talking about a company culture, people, people usually think about Uh, workplace culture and employee turnover, but in reality, culture on your organization also affects your sales and marketing, right? Because customers know if your business is a mess. Don't think they don't. They do. Trust me on this. Next, company culture affects the customer experience. So culture may be the first and foremost about the employee experience, But there's no denying, the article says, that the customer experience will also be impacted for good or bad by the culture of the organization. This shouldn't be a surprise. Employees working in an environment that does not fulfill them or make them feel appreciated are unlikely to go out of their way to make customers feel that way. Wow. Okay, here's the last point in the article. Customers will flee from companies that don't appear to share their values or don't provide them with positive experience. But on the flip side, 73% of companies with above average customer experience outperform their competitors financially. At the end of the day, all these factors add up to one thing, the bottom line. As IBM has shown, there's a direct correlation between employee experience, aka the company culture, and the financial success of a company. Again, look at Chick-fil-A, look at Costco, look at Apple, look at Google, look at any of these notable companies that are typically in the news about their culture. All right, here's another headline. Now, this is actually from a, uh, a website uh, called Select One LLC. This is a uh, recruiting firm, and it was written by uh, Kevin Curl. Uh, this was back in October of 2019. Uh, you know, a little older, but I think it's still relevant. How does workplace culture impact employee retention? Okay, the article goes on basically workplace. Again, I'm, I'm not going to read all of it, but you can Google that if you like. Workplace culture, the article says, impacts retention. Studies show that at least one-third of job seekers would pass up the perfect job if the corporate culture was a bad fit. And in one survey, 72% of workers cited corporate culture as a factor influencing their decision to work at a given company. Even more staggering, on a job vite survey of job seekers who had left a job within the first 90 days, 32% listed company culture as the reason. Okay, got it? Culture is everything. All right, let's jump in. And I'm going to give you a special offer at the end of this podcast or vidcast. So stay tuned. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a way to uh, get a copy of the ebook called Creating a Workplace Culture That Works. We're kind of going to go through some of the points. I'll tell you at the end how to get that book for free. All right, so let's jump right in. Creating a Workplace Culture That Works. So what is a company culture? Think of it as a shared belief, standard values, and procedures of a company and its employees. The culture is created by goals, structure, customer, strategy, and communication of the company. Okay, to determine the basic culture of any company, it's quite simple to ask a few questions. 
who gets promoted, who gets fired, who is stuck in their position for life. And I've been there. What types of behavior are rewarded or punished? What's really important to the company? Who fits in? Who doesn't fit in? And I've been part of that. All right. So next, the benefits of having a winning workplace culture. Well, number one, less stress. Okay. That's common sense. Number two, less absenteeism. Number three, greater productivity. Number four, employee satisfaction. Number five, creativity. It's hard to be creative in an unpleasant environment, right? Better teamwork. When everyone buys into the company culture, it's easier to work together. Next, employee retention. Employee retention. Customers with highly rated cultures have significantly fewer employees jumping ship. All right, we just talked about that. Better customer service. An engaged employee provides better customer service, particularly in the culture that emphasizes the importance of customer relationships. Okay, so here's some benefits of having a winning culture. And and again, if you're a small to medium-sized business, you may not even know what your culture really is. I've worked in companies that the owners or upper management, they thought the culture was like this, but in the reality, culture was like this. It was different. And there's a disconnect. And because of that, there was a lot of dysfunction. So workplace has to be from top to bottom. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. If you want to start from scratch, a starting point for your company culture, one, you have to have clear core values. One thing that all successful workplace culture shares a set of core values that are perfectly clear to all employees. Number two, respect. My gosh, that is so important. This means respect between the peers between the highest level of the employees all the way down to the lowest. So employees that feel disrespected quickly become disgruntled. The quality and quantity of their work suffers. So respect. Number three, communication. Open communication with the company fosters greater success. I worked in several companies where upper management were always in closed door meetings. They always look stressed. And and no one knew what was going on. Hey, you've got to have open communication. Inclusivity. Significant separation between upper management and lower management has been a source of friction. Been there, done that, have seen that. It's sometimes it's do as I say, not as I do. That is very important, inclusivity. Number five, the culture matches the business and the employees. Different cultures are suitable for different industries. Okay, Um, not going to dive into that one. Number six, the culture needs to go from the top to the bottom. Everyone needs to be held to the same standards. In many companies, people look the other way when an executive fails to abide by the culture or rules of the company. This breeds dissent and anger. For example, I worked at a company where it was you know, mutual respect. Well, some of the immediate supervisors, some of the, you know, even at the VP level, they were very disrespectful. And a lot of it was very subtle. It wasn't really in your face. It was Part of it also was, uh, part of that inclusivity, they would purposely exclude you from things uh, to me, which is a form of disrespect. But anyway, enough of that. Employee recognition. Positive work cultures give employees recognition for their accomplishments when they go above and beyond. Hey, again, this can't be some, you know, fake, you know, mention. It has to be a sincere recognition or a sincere phone call or a sincere gift or, or something, but it's got to be sincere. It can't be, you know, just some uh, some you know fluff program that they 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 give everybody kind of like a participation award. It has to be really truly genuine. Number eight, keep the employees' goals in mind. No employee has a dream of working in a cubicle for the rest of their life. 
It's important to find ways to help your employees progress forward in life, both professional and personal. The next one, employee feedback. I think this is huge. This is the big one where I see it missing from a lot of companies. You can't be everywhere at once, so you don't know the absolute best way to perform your job in your company. Your employees do know. I, I tell you what, the people, the line people, the people who are doing the work, they know the answer. And they've got a solution, too. So uh, don't forget to get employee feedback. And this is really, really important. Number 10, transparency. This goes back to communication. Be as transparent as possible. The old mentality of, oh, you don't need to know anything. Uh, you know, that's that's dead. Keep employees in the loop and be respectful. They can handle the truth. Number 11, the last one, consistency. Consistency means it applies to all employees at all times. If you're willing to throw out values during a mini crisis, you don't have a stable culture. I have seen this a lot. So again, even in times of crisis, culture will help hold you together, will help point you in the right direction. So the culture needs to come before anything else or everyone understands that it's just smoke and mirrors. All right. So again, starting point for your company culture. I just gave you 11 points. All right. Building a culture. Questions to ask yourself to build the most successful workplace culture. What are my employees or what are my team members like? The next question is, what are my customers and clients like? Do your customers and clients come to your workplace and what do you want them to see? Consider the people in the businesses you serve. What are my values or your personal values? For example, if you believe that you've got to have a balanced life, you know, work and personal, you've got to translate that all the way down through the organization, okay? Because that's very important. What type of workplace culture would I enjoy? It's your company or maybe you're the management group and you're going to be there all day and many nights. What type of environment do you find pleasant? You can't always choose the culture of a company you work for, but if you are an owner or if you are a leader in that company, you can help choose the culture of the company. Choose something that you will enjoy. Okay, It's very important. All right, here's a quote from Richard Branson. Actually, I think that's Sir Richard Branson, founder of the Virgin Group. There's no magic formula for great company culture. The key is just to treat your staff how you would like to be treated. Can't say it any better than that. We're about to wind this down, but let's talk about some common types of workplace cultures. Wow, I was going through this list before the podcast and vidcast, and <laughs> I, I recognize quite a few. Uh, first is outcome-oriented. Results are what matter, and results are rewarded. This type of culture is often found in the sales-driven company. Innovative. Creativity and new ideas are the order of the day. It's about figuring out what the marketplace needs and being the first to deliver. Lottery. The people near the top have it made. The hours are decent. The pay is exceptional. Everyone below that level is overworked and underpaid. I have seen this time and time again. I had one instance where the owner of a company on a video to his staff was talking about, hey, I'm going to my vacation home. Okay, you know, average Joe employee doesn't want to hear that. Okay, we get it. You have two or three vacation homes. Don't kind of brag about it on, on a video, especially when we're working hard during the pandemic, right? <laughs> again, you, you got to, what is the message you're trying to send? So again, lottery type or, you know, what I call, uh, you know, basically higher up versus lower glass ceiling type uh, cultures are terrible. Casual, casual culture, uh, wear what you want. The hours are flexible. You know, this is kind of coming in shorts and kind of do what you want. Okay, that's interesting. People oriented. Now, I like this one. 
The culture puts the value of the employee above all else. These companies are often willing to sacrifice profits to pay their employees above normal rate. The company policies focus on fairness, and the work environments tend to be casual regarding hours and family obligations. Here's a side note. These companies have the better retention numbers than other companies. Let me repeat that. People-oriented cultures have better retention numbers than others. Wow. All right, here's another one, aggressive. Aggressive cultures are focused on outperforming competitors. This type of culture can also be quite competitive and aggressive between employees. The battle cry is, we will destroy our competitors one way or another. Okay, I get that. Uh, Stable. This type of culture is common in many large, well-established companies. There are rules, so follow them. It's a very hierarchical structure and very bureaucratic. Decisions are made centrally, so the headquarters you know, in, say, Milwaukee is making the big decisions for someone in Miami. And just here's another last one, but detail-oriented. Often found in the hospitality industry, these companies emphasize the little things. It's all about the details each and every day. Again, these are just some examples of some cultures, and I'm sure you have your own or have seen seen them, and, and they all may be appropriate um, for, for the organization. But I, again, I, I want to go back to that people-oriented one. I, I think that one, uh, you can have a blend of those. You, you could have a, a competitive, innovative, outcome-oriented, or even detailed-oriented culture, but you could still be uh, people-oriented. All right. So, hey, here's the offer. I mentioned that earlier. If you go to our website, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com, uh, go to the home page and wait for about five seconds. There's going to be a little pop-up box, and it's going to give you an opportunity to put in your first name and your email. Hey, we promise we will not spam you or sell your information or harass you. Um, once you provide that, you will get a, a download link or an immediate download for the ebook, Creating a Workplace Culture That Works. It's a whole lot more information than I went over on this podcast. But I think if, if you are, again, a small business, small to medium-sized business, or if you're a manager or a leadership group, This book can help you out, especially if you are looking to create or change your culture. And if you need some help with that, again, that's why we're here, PlatinumTrainingTechnologies.com. We could also help with onboarding and a training program as well, which will also help retention and recruitment of new employees. So anyway, with that, again, we appreciate you listening to this episode. Again, this is Volume 1, Episode 11. And it is called Culture is Everything, a guide to building a bulletproof culture to retain and attract the best team members. All right. Got it. Good. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next podcast. Take care. 